It's all about Southampton. The So So Show with Zoe Hanson and Simon Clark. Hello and welcome to The So So Show with Visit Southampton. Light up your social life. It's a look at life in the SO postcode hosted by her, Zoe Hanson. And him, Simon Clark. Now, this week, we look behind the scenes at the estate agent's with a big difference. Normally with a lot of new ideas, you can get a lot of negative feedback because some people don't understand it, but we're getting the opposite so far. People have gone, oh, what a good idea. Why has no one else sort of thought of that? And the cult 90s film coming to a stage in Southampton. Got the interview scene, the worst toilet in Scotland scene, waking up in the bed at the parent's house scene. What a week it's been for Southampton. I know. How did they get on in the football? (laughs) No, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. We've got a Prime Minister that's come from Southampton. I know. The second Prime Minister to come from Southampton. Who was the first? Palmerston. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. So that's why we have Palmerston Park. I mean, I suppose it was sort of named after him. It's not why we have the park. And, of course, we had the forts in the Solent, which were called Palmerston's Folly, because he was behind building those for the defence. There you go, look. It's interesting you mentioned the football, though, because previously the only rivalry we've had between Southampton and Portsmouth has been the football. But, of course, we started the week with Portsmouth's Penny Morden up against Southampton's Rishi Sunak. It was very much like Saints versus Pompey, yeah. (laughs) You can see them two taking that on, can't you? But yes, we have a Prime Minister. All of a sudden, all eyes were on Southampton. And anybody that comes from Southampton that has lived here for a few years claimed to know him. There were people that I know that live, you know, out in Totten. Yeah, I definitely knew him. No, he didn't go to your school. So two years ago when he first came to prominence, a friend of mine that I used to work with at the BBC in Southampton knew him because she and he used to go to the same stage school on Saturday mornings. Oh, they are? And her mum thought that he was a nice young man. Oh, yes. But I think he is. He's still a nice young man, isn't he? But he's very serious. Have you seen the video? Look, I know I know these speeches, look, he's going to have to work on it. But like I said to my mate, you can't have it all. You can't have the charisma of the speeches and do the work and get it all done. You know what I mean? Like you're either a creative or you're an organiser. But the speech that he first made, the first one from Downing Street... Have you seen it where where his eyes were sort of glazed over at the end of the speech and then they've put that Windows 98 closing down music (laughs) on the top of it? Oh, my gosh, it's hilarious. There was the one where they were saying how small he was, where he'd just basically given the speech where he'd won the ballot and this big, huge, oversized hand comes in and picks up the flag (laughs) from behind him. But I think his first mistake was actually arriving back in Downing Street, having been to see the king. He walked up the pavement straight past Larry the Cat. He didn't stop. I mean, it would have been a gamble if he'd have basically put his hand out to Larry and Larry had turned around and run the other way. Yeah, or he'd scratched his face or whatever. (laughs) Could you imagine? Be memorable though, wouldn't it? But yes, all eyes on Southampton. I think BBC Solent were down at Upton's in Bassett because that's near where his mother's pharmacy was. Right. And um, yeah, they're just trying to grab anything, aren't they now? I, I feel really bad for the family because he's become prime minister. And of course, they sort of look into his life and his schooling and whatever. But the whole family is looked into and any connection in there at all. They would have somebody on that picked up a prescription from <laughs> Sunak Pharmacy every day of the week, couldn't they, this week? And it's also been great news for carpenters too. Have you seen that every Prime Minister we've had in the last five of them has had a different lectern? 
<laughs> is it for how tall they are? No, no, it's just, well, Gordon Brown had one that looked like it had come straight out of a conference room and used to have a telly on it. <laughs> and then after him, everyone else had these wooden ones. And there was a most elaborate one that Liz Truss used, which looked like a kind of Jenga underneath mm. it. 90 minutes later, when Rishi was there making a speech, he had his own lectern as well. So Maybe the- it's a PM's rider. <laughs> Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. I'm sort of staying within the political sphere, but this really made me laugh the other day. The Lord Mayor, Jackie Raymond, she arrives back at the Civic Centre. There is a space there, you know, it's very much like a golf club. You know, there's a, there's a space for the captain, you know. And the Lord Mayor's car got a parking fine, but she was actually parked in her space <laughs> at the Civic Centre. And it pretty much says, this is the Lord Mayor car on it you know there's a coat of arms and there's a flag on the front and you know I mean you couldn't make it any more obvious unless it spelt out the words Lord Mayor's car they must have had a brand new traffic warden first day on the job who's since been sent to spec savers I really really want them to go through with it though no you weren't allowed in that space go with the ticket yeah or I'd like to see the application for it to be annulled (laughs) The So So Show. Our first guest on The So So Show this week is James Iggen from Edison's. Now, they can genuinely claim to be an estate agent's with a difference. As people may or may not know, we own Edison Green Estate Agents as well in the city. So we set that up in September 2019. Edison's kind of came from us having to move location. Um, we were originally on Oxford Street. We were going to use this space as the as the estate agency office and it seemed like a bit of a waste um, for the size of it and its position. So the idea kind of came originally from us having a little space at the front where we could have customers come into um, and then feel a bit more comfortable and not be that kind of aggressive estate agency sales approach where you come in and everyone's got their heads down kind of typing away and it kind of just developed from there where we've turned it into a a full-on coffee shop and and wine bar with mum making homemade cakes and it being a very community driven space and your mum is fantastic isn't she like maria is a total character you come in here and look just come and try these cakes as well because it looks like a cafe so is it a cafe or is it an estate agent so it's dual branded so the idea is if we can get the local community coming in all the time buying coffee and cakes and coming in the evenings and drinking wine then it will kind of give us that edge over the other agents in the area that we're a bit more personable when they get to know us um so most people don't normally think of an estate agent until you need an estate agent the amount of people when we were on oxford street didn't realize we were there and we were there for two years and they drank down there every weekend it's already working for that that people come in they get to know us and then hopefully when they think to sell they'll think of the cafe down the road and edison green so we've got our basement space downstairs where we're running edison green from but we also work in a kind of co-working setting upstairs and sit amongst the customers and and so people can get to know us as well that's really sort of forward thinking tell us about your location where are you exactly so we're on the high street with 126 high street i personally think we're one of the best place coffee shops in southampton also for cruise ship passengers and travelers as well we're right opposite holyrood church so people can come in and sit down and before we opened what we realized was there was a lot of people coming into the city and kind of standing around holyrood church and looking for all the old walls and not really knowing
and where to go. So we're picking up those customers that can see that bit of history of the city and then come over and sit down, have a coffee and still look at it. And so today I've arrived this morning. It's a, it's a Monday morning. It's 10 o'clock. The sun is shining. You've got this beautiful view of Holyrood Church um, and you can get your coffee and your pastry and your Maria beautiful cakes and sit outside Edison's. And then I suppose people get to know you guys and the feel of the cafe and then when they come to sell their house or be looking for a house then you're where they come right yeah exactly it's a new idea um it seems to be working that the first day we opened maria mum was chatting away to to two guys sat at the front explained what we do and it sort of transpired that they're property investors and they've got a property around the corner and it was that sort of sigh of relief where we went oh it works (laughs) good (laughs) so no it's new and i think normally with a lot of new ideas you can get a lot of negative feedback because some people don't understand it but we're getting the opposite so far where people have gone oh what a good idea why why isn't anyone else sort of thought of that what's your favorite cake that your mum makes what are we going to go for come on this is your recommendation james so it's always been and this is always a birthday request a courgette and lime which sounds very odd but it's great you have to try it she did one the other day though which was a white chocolate and raspberry oh. and that white chocolate buttercream it, it was incredible so i think that that might be the a close contender for first now i bet you didn't bring me back any of that white chocolate and raspberry cake did you? oh my gosh that cake was delicious honestly edison's cafe like you don't go in there and think oh this is an estate agent but already there are so many different conversations going on and you want to relax estate agents right now don't you because there's so much going on with mortgages and all that sort of stuff so you need somewhere that is just relaxed and it feels nice and bright and it's just in a perfect place car dealers need to do the same thing yeah because if you feel less like you're being sold to and more like you're having a chat over a cup and some cake now you say that the last time i walked into a car showroom they did not want to sell to me i reckon the last three or four times i've walked into a car showroom i swear they don't want to sell to me and i'm there i've literally got the money in my purse <laughs> and i'm going and they're like oh me with you in a minute right what what I'm going to buy a car today. I once went to a Southampton dealership to look at a car and made the mistake of going at about three o'clock on the Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Walked in to see the lad who was behind the desk. So I'd like to go and have a look at one of these, please. He chucked the car key across the desk at me and said, it's that one over there. They are. Opened the boot on it so I could see which one it was. But there was no real effort or energy. And then I had to go back to him because I couldn't get the seats to move. Uh, and it was like the most inconvenient thing ever. I, I know swear. it's coming to the end of your shift on a Sunday, but seriously, do you want the sale or not? I know, right? But I've gone in there in the middle of the day and I've I've walked out and I've purposefully said, I like that car and I would have bought it, but you are not doing yourself any favours. I'm not buying it. That was it. Done. It's all about Southampton. The So So Show. I've spoken a couple of times about going to this new Italian down at Ocean Village. It's called Figurati. And what they're trying to do, I think, is something really different again. We haven't really got, like, a restaurant where there's live music on all the time, you know, that that kind of... There's a show going on, you know? There's a bit of background noise or something like that, but this is a proper show. And last Thursday, I went down to Figurati. We had some amazing Italian food. And we had Jax, who is an Adele tribute. Oh my goodness, she was 
just outstanding. I was told to shut my mouth at one point because I was just like open mouth going, oh my gosh, she's so good. The true sign of a good Adele impersonator is when they're not singing. Did she have a really thick Cockney accent when she was talking? <laughs> yes. There you go then, she's nailed it. She was it. very good. She was very good. And she had us all up dancing and singing and, you know, I mean, they're not party classics, are they, Adele? No. So she did all the Adele stuff while we were eating dinner and then later on did all the party classics as well. It was fab. Did she do party classics in the style of Adele? No. Oh, that's a disappointment. No. Well, because then they wouldn't be party classics. They'd be like slit your wrists yeah, classics, Yeah, but she they? could still have done Come On Eileen over a backing track in the style well, like, of Adele. Oh, come on, Eileen. No, it would be more up-tempo than that. <laughs> but I just think that would be hilarious. If you had an Adele impersonator, he does all the Adele ballads over dinner and then does Mr. Brightside. Funny for five <laughs> minutes, Simon. <laughs> Where were you, by the way, at four o'clock on uh, Sunday? So I was at my parents' golden wedding anniversary dinner. So you missed the most almighty storm in Southampton. Oh, So I went to watch the Saints game against Arsenal and uh, there was about two minutes left on the game and I parked in one of those... It's not a mosque. I think it's an engineering workshop, but they basically charge you seven quid to park the car there. Yeah. So, I, so I was kind of late getting to the game. So I dropped my car in there and I thought, well, I better go quick because otherwise if you end up with your car the wrong side of all those crowds, you'll never get out. Right. So I left the game with two minutes to the final whistle. Uh-huh. Best choice I ever made uh-huh. because as I got to the car, the first spots of rain were falling. 30 seconds later, the most torrential rain I've ever driven in was falling. <laughs> And, and it turns out it was part of a most almighty storm. We had a mini tornado a bit further down the coast of Barton-on-Sea. And yep. then one at Marwell as well, which ripped the roofs off some stables. Oh, and I saw that the the trees came down in the car park mm. on some cars and stuff. I mean, everybody was all right, but... And it's so strange having a thunderstorm in October, because that's not normally weather we get at this time of year, is it? Isn't it? No. Yes, it is. There's well, always rubbish weather no, but around Halloween. Thunderstorms are always normally during the summer. Oh, you talk some nonsense. What are you talking about? There's no thunderstorms in autumn. You've been watching too many Hollywood <laughs> takes on what Halloween is like. You don't tend to get right, thunderstorms this Right, my birthday's at the end of October. It's always raining. It's always windy. Yeah, but thunder and lightning's different. Okay. Southampton's podcast... The So So Show. A new stage show based on a cult 90s film is coming to the area soon. And Greg Espend is one of the actors who you'll find in Train Spotting Live at the Mast. He told us it's very authentic to the film and book. I like to think that we have drawn inspiration from the film and the book. Because um, I'd say it's a bit darker in the film. You know, it's, it's the first half of the play is very fun, and we've got the iconic, you know, like the interview scene, the worst toilet in Scotland scene, yeah. the waking up in the bed, the bed at the parents' house scene. You know, we've got and got those, um, but then we we took a lot more of the sort of delved into the issues because the book really explores that a lot. You know, yeah. Yeah. So it's, I'd say 50-50. It's got a bit of um, everything for fans of the book and the film. And you're coming, you're bringing the show to Mast Mayflower Studios in Southampton. Have you played there before? Have you done anything there before? I've never been to that space before. No, never. So very, very excited to be going there. It is. It's just, a, I suppose, it's got a vibe about it, right? It's about growing shows and putting on something different but bringing it to the 
whole community. There's some yeah. amazing things go on there. Have you been to Southampton before? Yeah, once I once did this ridiculous walk. Is it the Isle of Wight or the Isle of Man? That's Isle of Wight. So I drove down overnight and stayed in Southampton in my car and then got up and did this stupid walk. And then obviously <laughs> like 60 kilometres, my feet gave way. But yeah, I've been, been to Southampton for maybe one one night only. So I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a nice, a nice, nice place to finish the tour, I think, as well. Every time I say we're going to Southampton, everybody asks, are you going to the Mass? So they all, everyone seems to know, like, this is, this is, you know, this is where you should be going. So it's good. It's become this sort of central hub for just everything sort of to do with performance. And uh, we really, really like it. And it's such a lovely space as well. So you're very excited because this is the last of the tour, is it? Yeah, it's, it's the final week. We've been going since um, we started rehearsals and about the 19th of July. We've been to like Edinburgh, Manchester, Corby, Glasgow. Uh, over in London now, obviously. We, we opened in London this week. And then, we, yeah, we finished in Southampton. And it's great for a couple of us live in London, so it's great as well. You know, it's not too far, but poor Andy, yeah. who plays Renton, he lives in Aberdeen. So when we finish, he's got to get a train from Southampton to Aberdeen. Oh. <laughs> I mean, look, two ends of the scale, right? Yeah. That is a it's long train journey. 90 minutes for us, I think it's nine hours for him or something. So he's, uh... <laughs> I'm not laughing. As much as we're all excited, really he's, a bit, he's a little bit like, oh, God, why do we have to finish in Southampton, guys? I'm still, you know, <laughs> it's such a long Can journey I... home for the poor guy. <laughs> yeah. How many are in the cast? So there's five in the main cast, and then we have three understudies as well. Yeah. So there's, there's some uh, multi-rolling goes on just to keep it really slick and, and quick moving, because it's a very fast-paced show, you know, it's unapologetically fast. And is Bourne Slippy in there? It is. It is. Yes. A really nice moment. I would I won't ruin it for you, but Born Slippy is absolutely in there. I'm glad you asked him about Born Slippy because it just wouldn't be the same unless that made an appearance. It can't be, can it? Like, even if you're reading the book, you'd have to put that on your Alexa at the same time, wouldn't you? <laughs> like, mm, this just doesn't feel right. <laughs> the So So Show. Now I've got some sad news. Oh, really? I'm so sorry. Uh, I know that last week you came round, Simon, and we had a little... Paulie Hamster sat on the sofa, didn't we? And it was the cutest thing I've ever seen. You'd, you'd kind of put him on a towel mm. and then you'd wrapped a flannel around him, but not like Molly coddled him. Mm. It was just very cosy. He looked mm. very comfortable. Well, poor old George, the hamster. And you'll remember that two, nearly two years ago we got him. I was asking you about how we get hamster and we've had lots of hamster disaster stories. Anyway, poor old George. He passed away and he was on the sofa in his tea towel. And we were watching the chase. He didn't even get past the accumulator. <laughs> you had a good run with George. <laughs> Two oh, years man. is a decent distance for a hamster. And look at all the fun times, you know. Who can forget that time he got stuck behind your parents' kitchen and your dad had to take it apart? <laughs> at 6am. <laughs> but this is it. But it. Look, it still fell to my mum and dad to sort of sort all of this out. Because they said to him, well, you can bury him in the garden. I'm like, how far down do you have to bury a hamster and I'm like, I haven't got any flower beds where am I going to do that so I can't answer that question because when our hamster died mm. I did pay for it to be cremated oh my gosh how much do you pay for that don't ask no don't, I really want to know don't now. ask don't oh ask oh my gosh but, is it you that know, much? the hamster was a big part of my life it would be there looking at me when I'd come in from a gig at two in the morning I, I wasn't just going to bury it in the garden for something to dig it up. No, well, this is it. So I said to my dad, look, I don't know how far down you've got to bury it or whatever. Anyway, he said, look, you're coming down at the weekend, bring George and I'll, I'll bury it. So they've buried him and they've put a tree over the top 
they didn't half have to dig a big hole for that tiny little hamster. Yeah, but that's really sweet. They planted a tree and everything. Yeah. Oh. It's nice. It, apparently it was going in there anyway. But, yeah. <laughs> It's all about Southampton. The So So Show. Let's find out what's happening with Visit Southampton. Light up your social life. So, this is for half term and it runs all the way till Halloween. It's the free spooky Halloween trail around Southampton. It's all put on by Visit Southampton. Um, it's augmented reality. They're, they're, it's completely free and there are prizes to be won. You start at Poppins Cafe. So when you say augmented reality, it's a bit like when you used to go Pokemon hunting yeah. and you'd hold your smartphone up and all of a sudden the Pokemon would appear on the, the screen. Exactly that. So you take your phone along um, and you get like a digital kit, I suppose. Right. Um, and then you go along to each different stop. I think Marco's is on there, Poppins Cafe as well. You point it at the QR code and something comes to life. Nice. And you meet all of these characters. And yeah, it's a really, really good thing to do. Check the weather forecast, make sure it's not raining for a couple of hours, and off you go. And we have been so lucky this half term in terms of dry, mild weather. Yeah, right. Mayfield Nurseries, they have a Halloween spooktacular on this weekend. That's always good. We went to a Jubilee celebration there, an afternoon tea, and it was proper lovely. And then this is, this is something a little bit different. So African Adventures Foundation, they go into local schools in Southampton. They are, when they go into these schools, they organise letter exchanges with these African schools. And they've got a Christmas meal appeal. 50p gives these children a special meal and a party. You can get all of the details at africanadventures.co.uk. Scream aloud, Scream Park is just going down so well, isn't it? I drove past it on my way to Limington on uh, Saturday night and thought, yeah. oh, that looks quite impressive. Yeah, Better than good. I was expecting it to look. <laughs> so they still have availability on Sunday and Monday, actual Halloween, but I think Friday and Saturday completely sold out. And then the digital fireworks. If you have not got to see these yet, Westkey on the Esplanade, on the old walls, in front of Westkey, the food bit, digital fireworks works with a greatest showman show in front of it now they will definitely be on at eight o'clock the show will be on at eight o'clock but the six o'clock show sometimes they push it a little bit later so that it's dark enough to have the full effect i'm going tonight and i cannot wait it just looks amazing and that is completely free every night now until sunday evening Six o'clock and eight o'clock. Thanks for listening and make sure you follow us on our socials if you're not already doing so because there's always something good to win. Recently, we've given away some food. Oh, yes. It's um, Stone Ground Donuts. We gave away two boxes of six and their Halloween donuts just look utterly delicious and actually a little bit too good to eat because they're so well decorated i think i'd manage to uh, <laughs> to get past no, that's that it. i think i'd manage to <laughs> <laughs> have a great week zoe and you simon and thank you for listening you've been listening to zoe hansen and simon clark on southampton's podcast the so so show 